Oh, ladies and gentlemen, hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. I am, of course, Mr. Warren Hayes, and I know some people would have liked me to appear with Viking horns this evening, or some kind of uh, uh, Norseman attire, perhaps some berserker garb. Unfortunately... Unfortunately, I kind of have to live that one down and the whole Viking experience thing will continue to flow through us through our quips and commentary instead of visual gags. Why not? Hey, it's uh, the Smackdown recap show for the uh, April 16 edition of Smackdown. The 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 superstar shakeup edition of Smackdown. The last one we had raw last night. Tonight we had SmackDown going through the motions, so of course, you know, I, I, I'm excited to, to talk about it, even though uh, there were, if you were to ask me tonight, you know, there were superstars, uh, there were a lot of superstars, but there wasn't a lot of shaking up, you know, but hey, I'm still glad you're all here. What am I talking about? You all? Yeah, I'm talking about everyone who is joining me right now live on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I record these live every Tuesday night, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we always have a fantastic group of people who join us in the uh, in, in the live chat, and it makes for some interesting conversations, some fine, fine uh, uh, bedfellows. For instance... JPQ is here with us this evening. John, how are you doing? We have the uh, most handsome mod, Blaine Mendoza. Jay King is here as well. Uh, Joe Anthony. RJ is here as well. Robert Larry. Maven Glean. Kristen Ashley <laughs> is here tonight. We have uh, Hitman 1116. CM Phil. Bob Ruski. There's a whole bunch of people here tonight, and it's always a good time. And you should, you should, you know, you should have, take the uh, the opportunity. You should try to head on over to you to YouTube.com/slash Mr. Warren Hayes whenever you get a chance and join the chat at least once in your in your life. You know, it's kind of like going to Disneyland, only uh, only cheaper. Uh, you can do it within the comfort of your own home or wherever really as long as you have an internet connection and plus uh no mascots unless unless you consider this guy in the background to be a mascot you know you know what i mean um maybe there's a whole bunch of people right now who aren't understanding the joke because they're listening to this on podcast i i make the audio available uh on on uh, all podcast applications as well apple uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Himalaya. Uh, it's it's all there. Plus, plus, Podcoin. Have you heard of this new, have you heard of this new podcast application called Podcoin? Because, because it, look, you're like another one, another podcast application. Why, Warren, why are we, we even talking about this? What's it for? What's it about? It I have already, I already have Warren my own podcasting application. 
to listen to podcasts. Not a podcasting application. My podcast application. I already have it, Warren. Why would I use another one? Because I can guarantee you right now that your current podcast application doesn't doesn't give you money that you can exchange for 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 coffee or Amazon gift cards or even give to charity for Pete's sake. That's true, though. That's true. Listen, this is how it works. You 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 sign in. You 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 go to you 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 get the pod the podcoin application. You sign in and you just listen. You listen to your usual podcast, whatever your lists are. You just listen, and the more you listen to podcasts, the more uh, money, right, currency, podcoin actually is what it's called. The the you you for every hour that you listen to a podcast, you'll get you'll get money. So you accumulate these the, this currency, this this podcoin cash, and then you can exchange it for real real world stuff, and that's. Really cool. And like I said, you know, you can get gift cards for a whole bunch of stuff, but you can also give it to a charity if you're if you're feeling generous. And that's fantastic as well. You get the opportunity. And and you know what? On top of that, uh, I wouldn't be talking about it if I hadn't used it. Tried it out. It has a very sleek interface. It looks great. There are no pop-up ads. It's a very, very quiet experience, a beautiful user experience. I'm very I, I like a, a well-designed app folks and this one is so go uh, on uh it's available on ios and android so go into uh the uh the app store on apple or google play and and download the application and here's the thing i'm gonna do something for you guys well actually the podcoin people are gonna do something for you guys and we're gonna do it but i'm gonna help them out as well we're gonna do it together if you sign up you sign up and you use you use uh, you sign up using the code mr hayes show m-r-h-a-y-e-s show and you will get 300 pod coin for free straight off the bat bing just like that so why don't you do it go check it out pod coin is what it's called it is on your mobile devices uh, 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 uh application store so go check it out give it a try and uh, get all the starbucks coffee you can just listen to all the podcasts listen to them all I mean, these days you listen to 83 Weeks, you listen to Eric Bischoff, his podcasts are like two hours at a shot. I mean, you know, you listen to a couple of those, you'll be rolling in lattes, baby. <laughs> oh, hey, we even have uh, more people uh, in the chat right now. We have Tim, Tim Traver, how you doing? We also have uh, Vape Ross Vape is here as well. Good to see you folks. Thank you for joining Thank you for popping in. And uh, and there's a couple of people in the chat talking about it, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it a great deal. Do consider giving the video a thumbs up if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, that always helps a great deal. And if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast application, which which can be PodCoin, doesn't have to be, but it can be. Uh, whatever you need, whatever you can do there to show some appreciation, depending on the platform, whether it be a review, a five-star review, a written review, a follow, a like, a subscription, whatever you can do, it, it helps, it helps my little corner of the internet grow. I have a, a niche mustache tonight. Maybe I should shower more. 
Um, so listen, uh, my the week is almost done for Warren Hayes content. Tomorrow night on Wednesday, if I do uh, take the time to remind you, <clears throat> I will be on Fightful Select. Dot com, the uh, premium service to Fightful.com, where I will be doing my 205 Live NXT NXT UK recap show. I do that every Wednesday. It's a live show. I do it for members of Fightful Select because, yes, it is a premium service. It starts, it starts at $5 a month, and you get so much more content than you do on Fightful. I mean, Fightful has all the, the articles and the news and the scoopsies. Those are all fantastic, but then you want you want more podcasts. You want exclusives. You want uh, 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 you want sneak peeks. You want behind the scenes stuff. Fightful Select is is where it's at. You get podcasts like my own. You get Sean who does the Sean Ross app. He does the uh, uh, the uh, Fightful Weekly every Wednesday. You have Steven Jensen who does the Weekender where he covers non WWE programming. Uh, Sean and I do uh, uh, retro reviews. We do retro pay per view reviews. We just have one out. Is it out? I think it is out. For Money in the Bank, we did Money in the Bank 2011, a fantastic show, it was good to watch, fun to review, so go check that out, you get dark match commentary, you get Q&A sessions, so Sean Ross Sapp takes the time to answer your questions, I DM him all the time, he barely ever answers mine, and I work for the guy. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm kidding, he always answers back eventually uh <laughs> so um but please do check it out i'm gonna be there tomorrow right after the um right after nxt uk at 10 p.m eastern standard time i'll be uh recording an episode of uh of uh rj's um good pal <clears throat> rj krasinski i hope i pronounced that right uh, uh, uh who has a a, a podcast called uh, revisionist booking where you basically run down a card you take everyone that was on the card and then you you rebook it you make new matches out of it you create new stuff out of it looking forward to that we're doing spring stampede 1997 an old wcw pay-per-view there's some good stuff on that show there's some bad stuff but there's some good stuff and that's exactly that's exactly what wcw was at the time there was a, some good stuff but a lot of shit so yeah, so that's one of those. It was, it's going to be a fun time. So I'm recording that this week. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. And I do believe that uh, Kristen Ashley is going to be recording a new episode of The Division, which is Fightful's women's wrestling podcast. Uh, I think she'll be recording that this weekend as well. So uh, go check it out or else I'll beat you up. <laughs> Um, I want to say hello to Everything Pro Wrestling, who's inviting me onto one of his streams. Okay, uh, hit me up in my DMs. We'll see what happens. All right, folks. Um, that's what's going on. That's what's going on. I'm having a, having a good time. And now we're going to have a real... Okay, so... We're going to start talking about the show, and guys, if you were here, guys and gals, if you were here last night, we got very interactive, it was, it was a very hands-on, very, very, very fan-friendly episode of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show, pew, 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 I don't know why I did that, uh, and uh, I, I was polling, was polling uh, the chat uh, uh, about uh, their opinion, trying to get their opinion 
on whether the uh, the superstars who were shaken up, who moved brands, whether it was a good idea or not. So we did that last night for Sm- for Raw. We're going to do it again tonight for SmackDown. So again tonight, whenever we uh, whenever we talk about a a particular wrestler, male or female, who has switched brands over from Raw to SmackDown. I'm going to put them on the old uh, Warren board here. Yes, it's a Warren board, not a whiteboard. Mother always said branding is important. And we are going to decide, uh, get a consensus within the chat, whether it's a good idea, therefore a yay, or a bad idea, nay, for that particular superstar to have changed brands. So we're going to do that tonight. How exciting! So there we go. Have a wait a second. Okay, there we go. I just got everything settled up. There we go. Now, now I'm all set. I'm all ready. All right, let's let's go right ahead. Let's uh, let's talk. Let's talk about uh, SmackDown tonight. We're gonna start with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, who comes out for the uh, for a, an edition of the Kevin Owens Show, but he gets the full entrance because it's Montreal. Kevin Owens is from Montreal. In case you didn't know. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the crowd goes nuts for him. The absolutely, uh, banana shit crazy. There's such a thing as banana shit. Well, you know what? That's how crazy it was because we're not even sure it exists. He hits, he comes to the ring and of course starts talking in French, welcomes everyone to the Kevin Owens show. He, uh, he says that, uh, before starting, he wants to, he wants to say something very sincerely uh, you know, you have no idea how fantastic it is to be home. And he says something of note in French as well. You know, uh, he says, um, he says, you know, and on top of it all, you know, being here tonight with my family in the front row, this is my WrestleMania. And I thought that was, uh, that was interesting. Oh, right. Hey, by the way, I'm, uh, I thought it was interesting for him to say that, but Darn it, I wanted to talk about this just before we moved on. Breaking news. As SmackDown went off the air, WWE announced that there were more Raw wrestlers heading over to to SmackDown Live. So maybe we could... I'll come back to Kevin Owens. Man, okay, I'm sorry. My format is a little messed up. But we're going to go straight to the Warren board, folks. Um, there are, um, there are four people, four superstars who were tossed, uh, from the, um, from the, 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 the blue brand, from the red brand over to the blue brand. The first of these, and I want to get your opinions, folks. Let's start with this. Mickey James. All right, she's gone from Raw to SmackDown. Let me know in the chat right now. Mickey James, yay or nay? You can just put a Y or an N, or you can spell out the whole word, whatever you prefer. Is it good for her to have been tossed over from uh, from Raw to SmackDown? If you ask your boy's opinion here, and we're going to probably get into it a little later, but if, if Mickey James's role... Is to be, uh, is, is to be, is to help out new talent, get more people over as the seasoned veteran she is. Well, goddamn, right now, SmackDown, the women's division is stacked and sh- they're going to need more women like that. So I think it's, I think it's, 
it's is it good for her? I don't know, but it's good for the division on SmackDown because who boy, who boy, that's uh, crazy. Uh, the votes are starting to come in here in the chat. We have uh, one, two, three yays. We've got two nays. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and put put it in the yay section for Mickey James. I think it's I think it's a good plan for her. Next, another person who was tossed over is none other than Liv Morgan, folks. Let's talk about this. Let me know right now if you think this is a good idea. Liv Morgan, the Riot Squad being broken up. That's instantly what that means. She's uh, she's gone from from Raw, so of course we're all wondering what's going to be up with the Riot Squad at this point. Um, so you guys go right ahead, uh, yay or nays? Please do this as I as I as I expound here a bit. I think this is good because I think that the Riot Squad, I think that Ruby Riot is too special a talent. To not be pushed. And at this point, the this the Riot Squad had a stigma. As much as I like them together, and as much as, especially during the Elimination Chamber, uh, during that whole stretch, they really put over the fact that they're a team and that they watch out for each other, and there was a really interesting uh, 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 story that always accompanied the, 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 the Riot Squad on that end. As far as Ruby Riot's career went or goes, she needed to uh, she needed to break away from the from uh, from the impression that she was part of a jabroni squad, which was kind of which was kind of what they were about. Um, whole bunch of people saying, "Let's see here, uh, we've got." <clears throat> We've got one, we've got uh, Spies in the Benchmark. Chris Spiesack is here. How you doing? He thumbs that one down. So that's a nay. A nay from Vape Ross. Uh, CM Phil, another nay. So that's one, two, three, four. There's one yay. Uh, another yay. This is a nay from the chat. I wholeheartedly disagree with you folks uh, because I think it's going to be good for, for Ruby Riot, but it's fine. You know, we can't always agree. I still love you. I still love you guys. I still want to give you the hugs. Um, next, another person who has uh, switched brands is Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews. What do you guys think? Yay or nay? Good idea? Bad idea for him to be on SmackDown? Should he have stayed on Raw? I don't have an opinion. I don't know. I I don't think it matters. Because I think, I really think at this point, despite the fact, see, Apollo, Apollo is one of these NXT call-ups who was just called up a little too early and didn't have proper build because in NXT, man, he was tearing it up. And he's still a great athlete, don't get me wrong, but um, I think his role in the company is clear now. I don't think uh, I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to do much with them. 
And I don't think it. I don't think moving to SmackDown is going to translate into him suddenly having this uh, this groundswell of success. I think it's going to be more of the same for him. We got a lot of yays though. Yay, uh, yay for Apollo Cruz and Blaine JPQ. Kristen actually gives a meh, but that's not on the board. But you know she she lives by the beat of her own drum. She does what she wants. Uh, so I think, so Chad is giving this a yes, a yay for Apollo Cruz. Good for Apollo. And finally, and this, this one I'm, a, I'm a little surprised about. I will be honest with you folks. Chad Gable. Breaking news. Chad Gable over to SmackDown. Huh. Huh. I'm a bit surprised about that one. Especially since, what was it, last week? That Gable and Rude were cutting a promo together saying, let me know, hey, Chad, what you think about uh, about this one here. Uh, isn't it strange, though, that just two weeks ago, Bobby Rude and Chad Gable were cutting a promo saying, well, you know, it's we're going to change our strategies. We're going to do whatever we want, to, whatever we need to win. You know, it's like, yeah, Raw team, we're a uh, heel turn upcoming, let's do it. And now they, they just... They just split. They just uh, they just split the team. I don't understand. That what that's weird. Also indicates perhaps you know that there's in certain circumstances there isn't much planning that goes along here. Um, but you know what, Chad Chad Gable is legitimately fantastic, and he is someone that WWE is is sleeping on. You know, we keep talking about when I, when we say we, a lot of people online. I, it's not the kind of conversation I typically partake in. But, you know, a lot of people, you know, it's like, oh, such and such should go to AEW. It'd be so much better. You know, Chad Gable, Chad Gable would benefit so much from an indies run. I'm not necessarily talking about Heading over to AEW. But if he were to head into the independent circuit, he would be a megastar. This guy is a treasure. He is so good at what he does. I don't know if the SmackDown shift is going to bring anything for him. But it. Um, I just wish they'd focus on something on his career, man. Because I feel like he's in a start-stop situation all the time. We got a lot of yays here. We got CM Phil, who's given a nay for Chad. She says Chad should be U.S. champion sometime soon. Uh, so it's a yay for Chad Gable. It's a yay for Chad. There we go. That was breaking news. And now we're going to move on to the show. We're going to talk about, we're going to start, go back and talk about uh, Kevin Owens, who's speaking French. Man, that guy. That guy. He puts over the fact that Vince McMahon will be uh, later on, uh, later on uh, appearing at the end of the show to um, for the uh, biggest signature of all time, the biggest get in the history of SmackDown Live. And then he invites Kofi Kingston out, who comes out uh, with uh, with Woods, Xavier Woods. There's no sign of Big E because Big E is legit injured. He he's, he's hurt his meniscus. He's Big E has hurt his meniscus. Right? That's the kind that's the kind of muscle name, body part, that you absolutely have to say in that 
in that voice. You just have to. Um, Woods complains that uh, because of the superstar shakeup, uh, the entire up, up, down, down roster is moving to Raw. He says, if I don't get Tyler Breeze by the end of the night, there's no Tyler Breeze to be found. But basically, the new way, the new day offer uh, Kevin Owens a, 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 or Kevin Owens actually offers himself up as a replacement for Big E, as a temporary replacement on, um, on the uh, on the new day side. You know, they have a he, his logic being, you know, you guys have a tag team match tonight. Why don't I insert myself as a third member and make it a three on two? I wasn't quite sure what the logic was there, but he still says, you know, I'll be in there and I'll be Big K. No, what? No, wait. Not Big K. Big O. It's much funnier. And it's funny because the Olympic Stadium in Montreal, its nickname is Big O. And that's why it's funny. It's not because it's uh, it's innuendo. Mm-mm. That's not why it's funny. It's because they're in Montreal. And he's calling himself Big O. Like the Olympic Stadium. Um, so basically, and then Kofi says, you know, well, can, it depends. You know, there's a lot of things that you have to consider. Can you wear a crop top? Can you do cereal testing? Can you do pancake throwing? Uh, video game tournaments. And Xavier Wood says, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of groinal movement within the team. Can you do that? And, Kevin Owens does his damnness to sh- to to shake his hips, but you know it's kind of reassuring when I see him do that because it kind of reminds r- reminds him me of myself trying to do hip gyrations, which I try to do on a regular basis. I'm very self conscious about my hip gyrations. Um. So um so there so basically you know they give uh they give uh Kevin Owens a crop top they give him a unicorn horn so he is in the new day for now I loved this segment so much charisma in the ring at once I mean Woods and Kofi and Kevin Owens and they're all cutting promos, and they all have fantastic chemistry with with with, with each other. Uh, they're they're so everything was great here. And when you compare the starts of these two shows, last night we had the McMahon kids sucking the air out of the room, and tonight you put these three guys, and all they do is the magic. The, it wasn't anything really special that was said. Nothing earth shattering. It was, it's in the execution and what they did just made it feel special. And I agree with Blaine in the chat who says that Kevin Owens is a national treasure. Joe Anthony apparently doesn't have his ear to the ground like I do. He's not hip with the kids like I am. He didn't know that uh, Big O was innuendo. (laughs) And I want to shout out to Kristen Ashley for not telling people how dirty my mind can be. Thank you very much. So, uh, so that's good. So that's good. So much charisma at once here. And then as the segment ends, Finn Balor shows up. 
The blue gear was not a swerve. He wasn't trolling us. Ladies and gentlemen, we add to our board here tonight, Finnegan Balor. So let us know. Let, let us know if you think that this is a yay or nay good idea for Finn to, to switch over. And his first match, by God in heaven, it is Mustafa Ali. It's his first match. And, oh boy, this was a lot of fun. Balor shoulder blocks Ali from the get-go, who kips, who, who, who kips right back up. They run the ropes, uh, pop-up drop kick by Ali follows. Um, and then they trade, uh, they, they trade some uh, moves, uh, trying to ground each other. The pace picks up, and Balor back elbows Ali, and then he locks him down in an arm bar. Ali fights out, knees to the midsection follow, um, and Ali head scissors Balor to the outside, and a suicide dive follows. Back from commercial, uh, Finn hits uh, some running chops on Ali from corner to corner. The last one is avoided, and Mustafa does the enziguri, followed by his sit-out face buster. And there's so much back and forth happening. Balor ends up hitting a sling blade. Then he runs after Ali and eats a super kick for his trouble. Ali covers Balor for two. Balor counters a tornado DDT by Mustafa Ali by pushing him just down on the mat and then double stomps him. And I want to point out to Tom on commentary on SmackDown, that's not a satellite DDT that he's pulling. It's just a good old-fashioned tornado DDT. That's not what a satellite DDT is, right? Stop being a stop being a fucking jackass, Tom. Call your moves right. Wow, that that was aggressive. What's wrong with me tonight? <laughs> so, uh, so basically, Balor goes up top to go for the coup de grace, but uh, but uh, Ali drop kicks him off the ropes. Balor crotches himself on the top rope on the top turnbuckle. There's some shenanigans that follow, and Ollie hits a goddamn top rope Frankensteiner. Ollie's selling his leg, selling that he landed a little awkwardly on him, so it takes him a little more time to go over onto, onto Balor. He covers him, but only gets two. The 450 is avoided. Ollie lands on his feet, and that allows Finn Balor to hit the shotgun drop kick and the coup de grace for the win. Finn Balor wins his first match on... SmackDown Live, of course, of course he is. And I'm going to tell you folks, give me 18 to 20 minutes for a rematch between these two guys. And I will give you um, extra money. I will give you a uh, much appreciation. I will give you a five-star review for whatever you're trying to promote. This would, I mean, the guy, these guys worked a really good, good pace. And it was fun to see Finn uh, competing with a guy in his, and I hate to, I hate to put it out like that, but in his weight class, because Finn, Finn has been in the land of giants for way too long. It's a good thing that he's finally taken away from Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, because now you put him with guys like Ali and he's, he's shown tonight. He's going to keep shining that was so, so much fun. I can't wait. I, I hope they rematch down the line and sooner than later because this, this was fun and this was just a, this was just 
Balor's introduction to, to SmackDown. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, and as for moving Finn to SmackDown Live, it is a chorus of yays in the chat. I want to shout out to Richard Storm. I am not drunk. I don't do my streams drunk. I don't drink before. I don't drink during. Not much of a. I'm not much of a drinker actually. Stay so very sober because I'm going to tell you one thing. If I were drunk while doing this, oh, you'd all be gone by now. Trust me. Trust me. And as Anthony, how you doing, Anthony? From Spectre, that he says he's a. I'm under the influence. Of the Viking experience. That's still carrying me. I'm still riding that wave. Oh boy. Well, that was a lot. That was a lot of fun. Now the, the question that that pops up here, now we have both mid-card belts on SmackDown, right? That's why I thought yesterday that Finn Balor was going to stay on Raw, but now he popped up here tonight. But now we have the US title and, and the uh IC title on SmackDown. There's a rumor going around that was reported by Sean Ross Sapp saying that uh, saying that um, uh, Samoa Joe actually had a really bad case of the flu, like a, 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 an extremely bad case of the flu that he was barely mo he could barely move, and apparently he was slated to be on Raw. So maybe this superstar shakeup might have one one residual member next week. Could be. CM Phil says Finn versus Nakamura for the IC title needs to happen now. Bullet Club versus Chaos. Let's make it happen. Backstage, uh, the um, New Day announced to uh, Kevin Owens that he is going to be, uh, he, he has to be initiated, needs to be initiated into the New Day by eating pancakes and beating his Big E record of 5 minutes and 37 seconds. Now, if that seemed very precise to you, if that seems very, very spot on on the button, like it's timed for something, it is. That is the time, the duration, from the moment that their, that their segment ended, and um, from the moment that their segment ended, got Carmella to the ring, had the commercial, and then come back to them, it actually lasted. That was the timed. That was the time uh, allotted for for all those things to happen. Five minutes and thirty seven seconds. So when we do come back from commercial, uh, Kevin Owens is done eating the pancakes, and I'm pretty sure he didn't eat them all for real. I don't think he shoot ate the pancakes, guys. I think we're being worked. I think we're being worked. We have Carmella versus Charlotte. Carmella versus Charlotte, guys. Rematch from their epic feud. I wouldn't call it epic. But last year, where Carmella beat Charlotte Flair twice, in case you've forgotten. And uh, I, was, I was excited for this. And it didn't disappoint, if you ask me. Charlotte knocks uh, Carmella down and she says uh, she hates Canada. Guess what, Charlotte? Uh, two nice, Carmella gets uh, two really nice kicks in on Charlotte. One to the gut and then another one to the face. And it looked really good. You know, a lot of people, you know, the, 
a lot of wrestlers, their kicks, the kicks don't always land, if you know what I mean, guys. They're kind of, they're a little bit off, right? But these were on point. They were fan Actually, you know, Carmella's kicks, the entire match were on point. They look good. They connected. I really liked Carmella in this match. Charlotte rolls out of the ring. Carmella follows out but gets driven into the barricade. Carmella fights uh, back with a uh, crossbody off the barricade. Rolls Charlotte back in, covers her, but only gets two. Uh, Carmella then shoves Charlotte into the corner and stomps. Into her, stomps her in the corner, hits a Bronco Buster, but Charlotte boots Carmella onto the outside. And you see that the boot that she delivered didn't quite connect. This is what this is my point here on Carmella tonight. Uh, back from commercial, Carmella reverses out of a power slam <clears throat> and does a sit-out hair pull, which I thought was neat. Uh, but Charlotte Dragon Screw leg whips Carmella's leg over the second rope. Uh, Carmella's back to the outside. Then Charlotte whips her into the barricade. Knee first. Oh, you know what that sneaky, sneaky flare is doing now. Charlotte does a jump off the barricade, but Carmella moves out of the way and Carmella delivers a super kick right to the face. Uh, Charlotte uh, then uh, chop blocks Carmella in the ring uh, and figure eights her. And that's that. I'm going to tell you guys, I like this match. I liked it a lot. And we knew since, <clears throat> since SummerSlam last year, and especially since the SmackDown Live Women's Championship match, championship rematch that she, that Carmella and Charlotte had after SmackDown, Carmella can go. Carmella can make it happen. And I think it's important to, rem to remind you. And when she started in NXT as Enzo and Cass's valet, she was not supposed to wrestle. She wasn't meant to wrestle. She wasn't trained to wrestle. But she wanted to wrestle. And she's been picking it up. She's been picking it up the whole way through. And if one thing, the one thing that her, that the booking of her title run did the one it 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 her being positioned as a cowardly champion gave everyone the impression that they were that it was smoke and mirrors that they were hiding her uh they were hiding uh her uh her weaknesses by having her not be a uh, uh by having her you know not quite wrestle and trying to be cowardly and that did her a disservice ultimately because there's a lot of people, a lot of people who hate on Carmella and her in-ring work. But man, look at what she did tonight. She can go. I mean, give me her over Nia Jax any day of the week, any day of the year, any day of the next 10 decades. I'll take Carmella anytime. This was a good match. Carmella looked strong. And they, of course, Charlotte has to keep looking stronger. So good. Well done. Well booked. That was fun. Hi, John. John Baez, welcome. Welcome to the chat. Next, we have Becky Two Belts coming out. Okay. This is this is gonna be the crux of my uh this is what we're going to this is what we're gonna talk about tonight. This is what we're chit-chatting about. I'm going to gloss over the details because I actually want to talk about the rosters here. And um, 
And we've got some stuff to put on the board and so on and so forth. So chat, I'm going to need you to back me up here. We're going to have ourselves a discussion. We're going to have a chit chat. We're going to have uh, we're going to have some fun. <laughs> Blaine says, let's not put Nia Jackson Carmella in the same sentence unless it's Carmella squashes Nia Jax. How about that for it? That's a sentence we can well, that's a sentence we can go with. Um. So so okay so here here's what we're going to do. I'm gonna go. Th- Basically, Becky comes out and she says, you know that you know she's ready to fight everyone on every brand. All right, that's fine. So of course we're expecting a challenger to come out, but who comes out is none other than Ember Moon. Back from her injury, she wrestled in the uh, battle royal at WrestleMania. She's looking good. She's fired up. Let's start right now, folks. Yay or nay? Ember Moon, good for her to be on SmackDown? Or nay? She should have stayed on Raw. So Ember Moon comes out, you know, and she says, you know, uh, I, you know, Becky says, uh, you know, Ember Moon, what a talent. Uh, I, uh, you know, but I would advise you to uh, not interrupt the man. And uh, Ember Moon says, well, thankfully, I'm not here out here for advice. I'm here to make a name out for myself. So um so I, you know I like that. It was just a little uh, just a little a little snippet, a little nugget, a little thingy. And uh just showed a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of power here. Um So we got uh we got a bunch of yays here. We got a bunch of yays for Ember Moon and I agree. Well, especially with how the division here is shaping up on SmackDown Live. Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, so they trash talk a little bit. And then out next comes Bailey. You kidding me? Bailey is now a member of the SmackDown Live uh, div- uh, women's division. Uh, and she said it very clearly. Chad, by the way, yeah or nay, don't forget. But she said it very clearly. I'm here for singles competition. And I'm like, no, wait, wait. I'm actually, wait. uh, Bailey comes out and she says, uh, and I say, she says I'm here for singles competition. And I'm like, (laughs) God, I love this gift. I love this so much. But yeah, I was a little surprised. I was a little surprised to hear that. And of course, you know, this is just going to feed into, this is just going to feed into everything that people are are thinking about Sasha and so on and so forth. We're going to keep running down this, but I have have a few more thoughts. Um, Um... so basically, yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone's going yays for Bailey, and uh, I think it's good. I think she's. I think it's good that she's out of a tag team. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna go that far. So Bailey comes out. Then the Iconics come out, basically saying, you know, the took t- uh, telling Bailey, you know, we took your titles, blah blah blah. Then out comes Paige. Because you will all remember that Paige last week said that she's bringing in a tag team. And as she's just about to announce her tag team, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Fire and ice. 
come out. No, Fire and Desire. What am I talking about? Fire and Ice. It's Fire and Desire. Isn't that it? Fire and Desire? Their unofficial name. Uh, so they come out and they're basically, they, they taunt, they, they, they tout the fact that, you know, Absolution is coming back together and Paige says, ah, ah! we're not bringing Absolution back together. What we are doing is bringing in two. I'm, I'm, I brought in uh, together a, a team of two fantastic talents. One being Asuka, the other one being former NXT superstar. Well, I mean, Asuka was one too, but you know what I'm getting at. Kyrie Sane. So guys, was this a good move? Is this a good move? Yay or nay, let me know. Kyrie, man. Kyrie and Asuka. It's not the Sky Pirates. I think it's a good move. I think it's a good move because I think um, uh, I think EO needs uh, some more... Um, I think she needs some more polish to understand uh, how to properly work a uh, North American crowd. I'm not saying that she can't wrestle far from it. I just think she needs some adapt a little more time to adapt to a North American slash WWE style. I'm pretty sure that she was broken hearted to see her best friend Kyrie Sane head on head on over to to uh, to main roster. I don't know what you guys say, but I can tell you I I'll tell you this: if there was one woman, one single woman from NXT. Who was past her due to get up on Maine? It was Kyrie Sane. She's done it all. She's fantastic. She's gonna get over. And I don't think the pirate gimmick is going to be a, a problem, especially especially bringing her in as a tag team with Asuka. I think it's gonna be fantastic. And I and I also don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with Asuka being put in a, in a tag team. And I know a lot of people online got really really mad really really quickly. But there's one thing you have to do if you want if you want to continue if you're going to have tag team champions you're going to have you're going to need tag team challengers and you're going to need strong tag team challengers and we saw very quickly with the uh, uh, the uh, fatal four way tag team match at WrestleMania uh, there aren't that many quality women's tag teams there aren't that many it was definitely not Tamina and Nia Jax. Beth Phoenix and Natalia were fine, but that was a one-off. So I mean, I think it's I think it's fantastic here, and a lot of a lot of yays for for Kyrie. No big surprise there, chat. I was sure you were going to be on my side of that one. Anyway, this all ends up with a big schmoz, a really really big schmoz here, and uh, the baby faces stand tall in the ring, and then we have an eight women tag here that um, that follows. Uh, between uh, uh, the Iconics and uh, uh, um, uh, the Iconics and Mandy and Sonya Deville versus Oscar, uh, Oscar, Insane and uh, Bailey and uh, Ember Moon. So Moon takes Peyton down with a bunch of kicks to begin with. Bailey elbow drops Royce, but Peyton tags Deville in. Bailey with a flying back elbow off the turnbuckle covers Sonya, but only gets two. Oscar and Deville then uh, are in the ring together. They trade some kicks, but Deville gets the upper hand and gets her in the corner. I like the where uh, Mandy comes in and Oscar does a fake out kick, uh, where she, you know where Mandy basically goes, ah! and then instead eats a hip attack. 
Um, there's a nice little segment, a, a nice little uh, section of combination offense between Oscar and Kyrie. Um, uh, uh, Oscar hits a, a a kick to the body, uh, followed by a sick axe kick by Sane. Face smash by uh, by Oscar follows, and then immediately followed by a basement drop kick by Kyrie Sane. That was a lot of fun. Um, um, then um, there, there's another spot during the match where uh, Bailey hits a nasty dive on Sonya and Mandy to the outside. She like does a crossbody dive between the ropes, but Mandy takes it all, and that looked harsh. That looked really, really harsh. And then the Iconics arrive to check on everyone, and then Ember Moon dives from the top rope to the outside and crossbody on everyone. Wasn't that lady injured? Wasn't she injured? I think she was injured. I, you couldn't tell. This was a lot of fun. Uh, it was. It, this was a great, fast-paced match uh, where Asuka looked really strong throughout. Um, Bailey showing a lot of aggression. You know, she said earlier in the match, you know, that I left all my hugs on Raw. Um, and, um, you know, I left all my hugs on Raw. You know, there's not much... Not much uh, else for me to, to do over there. I'm here to win as a singles competitor. And um, you know, she was aggressive during this match. Match comes to an end when Kyrie Sane hits the insane elbow after a reverse DDT by Asuka. That's the win. That is the win. <laughs> Anthony in chat says they're keeping Kyrie strong for Tam Tampa next year because it's Buccaneer themed. J. King says, I'm so scared for Kyrie. They better treat her right. Look, I agree. And, you know, there were like there were a lot of people today who were like, no, if Undisputed Era isn't called up, we riot. There were don't there are lots and lots of people in WWE right now who are looking for an opportunity. People who are already on main and who are begging for opportunities. And if you keep adding people on main, at some point there's a point of saturation and, and it's no good. Um and I also have reserves on how they treat NXT talent. Now, uh, to follow up, by the way, how you doing, Thomas? Just saw you in the chat. Uh, uh, if uh, if Jay, uh, you know, when Jay says, you know, I'm scared for Kyrie, I am too. I'm afraid with about every NXT call-up. But if they're bringing her in as a tag, uh, as part of a tag team, and they position her with Asuka, and they work really well, maybe that's the magic formula. Look at what they did with Aleister Black and Ricochet keeping them as a tag team, both guys are over. It's whatever they did there, that special sauce, it worked. But uh, but on this, uh, you know, are they going to do the same here? Will it work? Well, time will tell. But man, you know what? Kyrie, she's just, she's just too charismatic. She's too good. She cannot not get over. She'll get over. Will they do something proper with her? I don't know, but she'll get over. I'm not worried about that. J.S. Brown, how you doing? Now, this is what I wanted to talk about. This right here is what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the women's rosters. Like, just let's take a step back here and uh, to properly understand what happened here tonight. <clears throat> right now, as it stands, okay, on the, uh, on the, uh, the, the SmackDown women's roster, we have... Asuka, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Billy Kay, Carmella, Charlotte Flair, Ember Moon, Kyrie Sane, 
Mandy Rose, Peyton Royce, and Sonya Deville. And that's not counting Lana, who wrestles once in a while, okay? And then we've learned earlier as well, Mickey James and Liv Morgan. Now, over on Raw, on the Raw side of things, let me pull it up here. This is what we're left here on with on Raw. We have Alexa Bliss, Alicia Fox, who may or may not still be with the company, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Liv Morgan. No, Liv is gone, sorry. Uh, Naomi, Natalia, Nia Jax, Ronda Rousey, but she's gone making bebés. Ruby Riot, uh, Sarah Logan, Sasha Banks, Tamina, and Zelina Vega on occasion. That's what we're left with on, on Raw. It fascinates me right now how on SmackDown... You have so many, uh, it's a collection, it is the primo collection of all the women who had proper booking or at least some form of protected booking over the past few months or even longer. They're all there. Becky's there, Charlotte's there, uh, um, uh, 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 Oscar's there. Ember Moon was, you know, she's always been booked fairly strong as well. Um, you know, or you have strong characters there as well. Mandy, uh, Mandy Rose, the Iconics. It, come and add Kyrie Sane in there. Like, it's a, it's a, it's, it's as if they stacked with all their B to A plus players. They're all there. I'm not saying that they're that that they're stuck with the jabronis over on Raw. That's not what I'm saying. Because you know, Alexa Bliss is a very strong character. Like she's she's been protected. She's had she's had proper booking. Sasha is up and down. We're not quite sure what they do with her, but I mean, she's she's still considered an upper tier character uh, wrestler as well. Like I said, Ronda Rousey's gone. Naomi has had a very up and down story as well. Nia Jax is Nia Jax. I mean, you know, the company likes her, but then again, she's out with an injury as well. Isn't this just bananas? You have Natalia, who's a great in-ring worker. I'm kind of seeing right now that, you know, SmackDown is going to be the place where they're going to have the stars. They're going to have the, the figureheads of the women's division and Chad, I want your I want your opinions on this. Let me know what you guys are, th are thinking. Um, the um, they have all the stars over over on SmackDown, and Raw kind of looks like a land of opportunity for for the women's division. It kind of seems like they have. There's an open playing field here for new women to come up and take uh, take their spot, elevate, become uh, become the next stars because they won't have a choice here. You know, uh, uh, Alexa, uh, Alexa and Sasha are stars. That's fine. But Ronda's gone for a while. And Nia's gone for a while. I mean, they probably would have tried to push Nia again, but... So who do you have then? 
I mean, they're you know they're giving Lacey Evans a rub, putting her in a championship match straight off the bat. I talked about it earlier, Ruby Riot. I mean, this is her. She's going to have the opportunity to shine. Put Sarah Logan with the uh, you know Sarah Logan. She's a she's a she's all she's all about that Viking experience herself. You know, put her with her boy, Eric. Put her with her boy, Eric, uh, with a K, you know, and give her a Viking name. Call her uh, uh, Hangrag. Call her Hangrag. <laughs> um, but, you, uh, you know, there, 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 there's room here, is what I'm trying to say, for the women on Raw that, are, that weren't the stars that weren't getting the pushes to now flourish. Why not? You know, they were, they've been teasing, you know, Dana Brooke, you know, there's a bit of a groundswell online. Give Dana Brooke a chance. Well, there you go. Ruby Riot is another fantastic opportunity. You know, Naomi pushed properly, but you know, people can, can get into, uh, can get into Naomi properly and easily if, if, if they're given a reason to care about her. I think there's there's a lot to do here. I want to shout out to Sean Ross Sapp, who's here to put himself over because his face is right here, right here over my shoulder. He's like, he, he, you know, it's like I'm the pirate and this is my little parrot who keeps saying, yeah, that's what Sean says. I want to segue into a dick peel commercial. All right. So, um... So there we go. So, I, I mean, Raw feels feels like a uh, the, the Raw Women's Division feels like it can flourish. It, it'll be the place where they're going to create the new stars. Whereas on SmackDown, oh boy, oh boy, that one's going to be something else. It's going to be they're all there. All the big all the big names are there. So um, it's it's an interesting setup, and then I just want to touch touch about uh, just touch on Bailey for a quick second. Um, didn't you guys feel like she seemed a little dejected? Like I know they're it it feels like they're trying to give her character another direction. Oh, I've left all my hugs over there. I'm here now. I'm a singles competitor. But and 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 yes, she was in Montreal. She always gets booed in Montreal. So maybe it was just, a, a, you know, a cir- circumstances. Maybe, I don't know. But she she didn't look very thrilled about the situation. I know, you know, if I were to, um, if, I, if I go, um, if I go a little further on this, I've said this before. Well, I said this leading into, um, leading into, what was it? Uh, Fastlane? Elimination? Yeah, Elimination Chamber. When... When I said, you know, the the only right answer was to give Charlotte and not Charlotte, Sasha and Bailey the titles. It was the only appropriate reason. Uh, it was the only pro- appropriate outcome, excuse me, to actually get uh, the titles on someone because that uh, because otherwise their entire 2018 has been wasted. Because they did nothing with two of their 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 premier stars, put them in the silly angle. I'm not going back into that. Now I I kind of 
they're they're already splitting up the team. The first women to hold the titles. They broke up the team. They're putting Bailey into. They had her had a losing effort against uh, Alexa Bliss. Now she's over here on SmackDown. I'm a singles competitor now, and her heart doesn't seem to be into it. Man, I'm I'm a Bailey guy. I've always loved Bailey from NXT on, and uh, you know everyone keeps. You know, everyone keeps talking about how Sasha Banks, you know, she wants to leave and so on and so forth. You know, Bailey's been terribly, she hasn't been treated well on Maine at all. They had lightning in a bottle with that with that girl. And, uh, and they've just dropped it constantly. Constantly dropped it. They don't know what to do with her. And, and it just fascinates me that they don't know. It just fascinates me that they don't know how to, how to pick this one up. So the fact that they're, Breaking up the tag team, put potentially putting Bailey into another position where she's going to end up in limbo. It it bugs me because now we're we're back at the same back in the same position we were in 2018 with her, where she feels aimless, looks aimless. I don't know what they're trying to do here. I honestly don't know what they're trying to do. CM Phil says they really shit the bed with the women's tags title tag titles. I wouldn't go that far. I, I think I know what you mean, Phil. I wouldn't go that far because I don't think they shit the bed with it. The fact that they put it on a legitimate tag team like the Iconics is smart. But it's the boss and hug connection. Like, I have no idea. I just, Sasha and Bailey, I have no idea what's going on. And that's where they're shitting the bed on. Um, Iconics who are the champions taking the pin two nights in a row. Why couldn't Mandy take the pin? Well, you see here, this is uh, Jay King asking the question. If you if, if you want to uh, add this to, to logic, you know, if, and this is in a WWE context, but I still like to talk about logic. If you, if you pin a champion in a non-title situation, you are automatically elevated uh, into a contendership for that title. So it would actually make sense for, um, it would actually make sense for, uh, you know, if they want to push Oscar and, and Kyrie, make uh, make them, establish them as contenders for them to, to, to be, for, for the Iconics to be pinned. It makes absolute sense. And you can tell they're going to give the Iconics a bit of the, uh, the, uh, Carmella push, you know, where they're going to be like sneaky heels trying to get, you know, getting their wins with it, whichever way they can. And I'm okay with that because the Iconics are really good at what they do um, on that front. So I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't think it's that much of a problem. Um, but, um, but essentially, you know, if you have uh, the, 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 the counterpoint here is that if you want to create strong credible tag teams if you want to create strong credible tag teams for your division well they have to win they have they have to win in convincing fashion as well uh, all right oh shane haas is here how you doing and blurred without fear Good to see you. And I like Blurred already. I don't think I've seen Blurred in the chat before. 
but I like I like Blurred already. They say Bailey has been flat out disrespected with how she's been booked, and that is true. That is true. All right, let's move on because uh, because we we got to wrap this one up at some point. Uh, Buddy Murphy is going to be on SmackDown Live. Proud Papa Warren again, seeing his two or five live boys leaving the nest. Man, I'm kind of, I'm actually kind of war- starting to be worried for two or five live now. And Cedric Alexander and Buddy Murphy, whereas they've done pretty much everything that needed to be done in 205 Live. And Buddy Murphy, man, he is such a talent. He's so fantastic. And he does not weigh 205 pounds. He doesn't. He just doesn't. Um, Man, this is going to be exciting. And it opens up so many more possibilities. And I hope they give us more Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy that they have those barn burners on main because that will make both guys. That will make both guys. I'm excited about this. It's good news. Our final match of the evening was the New Day and Kevin Owens versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Rusev, and Cesaro. There was no sign of Sheamus tonight. AEW confirmed. Um, I, I Again, I thought this match was, was fun and it was properly booked for, for Montreal as well because Kevin Owens was put in a position where he was like, Always getting the hot tags. People always wanted them in. And that's what that's what was given. This was for the audience here. Um, a lot of... Um, there's a lot of back and forth to start. Woods ends up early on being uh, being your, your baby face in peril for for uh, a part of the match. Uh, then Kofi comes in. Rusev smacks him around. Nakamura gets some good bad vibrations, I should say, on him. Uh, goes for a kick, but Kofi hits the... Jumping stomp on Nakamura's chest covers him and only gets two. Uh, and then the uh, the New Day do their succession of corner stomps on uh, Nakamura, and even KO gets in on it. He gets tagged in to a huge reaction, and they do an assisted cannonball uh, on uh, Nakamura as well. Woods, however, is the legal man, covers Nakamura for two. Uh, Cesaro then comes in and tosses Woods over the to- top rope. He heads out with Nakamura and they dump him onto the barricade as we come back from commercial. Xavier Woods tries to fight off the heels, but Nakamura kicks him in the back. By the way, Xavier Woods, pretty much your baby face in peril from this point on in the match. Um, Nakamura hits a, at least Graves calls it a sliding German suplex, sliding under the bottom rope. I don't, wouldn't call it a German suplex. He sort of dumped him like a, like a more like a power bomb. Um, Rusev chokes uh, Woods over the top rope, distracts the ref so that Lana can slap him. Lana. Nakamura gets back in and drapes Xavier over the top turnbuckle to do the jumping knee, but Woods avoids it. And now they're on the top rope. It ends with a missile drop kick by Woods. And in comes Kofi, who takes out Cesaro and Rusev. Drop kick on Cesaro. Flying jumping clothesline double leg drop. Kofi boots Cesaro as well. He goes up top for a flying crossbody, but Cesaro catches him because he is strong as fuck. But Kofi reverses into the SOS, covers Cesaro, who only gets two. The big swing follows. And did you notice that they were doing zoom-ins 
You know, every time that Kofi would come, there'd be a revolution. They'd zoom in on Kofi, and that was unnecessary. Other than to accentuate my nausea. Nausea. That's right. I said nausea. Um... Anyway, so there's a, so he does his big swing, go uh, sets up for a sharpshooter. Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens comes in to break it up with a super king right to Cesaro's face. Um, Woods hits a, a DDT on Nakamura. Rusev tosses Woods out. Rusev is um, Rusev then is in avoids a kick, but uh, Kevin Owens comes in with the big red hot tag. Tosses Rusev out. Pop-up toss to uh, to Kofi, who uh, flattens everyone on the outside. Back in the ring, Kofi hits Trouble in Paradise, and KO hits a stunner that Rusev sells by rolling over. I don't remember ever seeing a stunner being sold like that, where he just like just, just rolls over. That's the win for the baby faces. It was a fun match. It was just, it was just fun. And I know a lot of people were... were online complaining that same thing same old shit six man tags eight man tags but i mean the superstar shake-up things they're they're special and we're still off you know the wrestlemania beat we're establishing stories we're establishing characters and people and relationships you know yes i i I'll be the first to complain next week when they start doing more six-man tags, just putting everyone together in one big schmoz. But, you know, at the same time, we have to reset. We're getting things in order, especially for the women tonight. This was The the, the eight-women tag match earlier this evening, that was just to establish the new division. Oh, man, I love new division. Bizarre love triangle. Um... So, uh, so yeah, so, uh, what, what chat were you guys talking about? Ah, Blurred, see, I did, I did know that you were a first timer here. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for dropping by. Uh, Sports Things News, uh, Sports Things Shows, Sports and Things Shows says Murphy versus Balor, give it to me, Hillboy. <laughs> Joe Anthony says, more like 205 dry now. Am I right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, the division is, uh, the Cruiserweights has lost a couple of big, big marquee men. But, you know, uh, they'll be, look, honestly, they're oh, Oni Lorcan, dudes. Oh, me, I love me some Oni Lorcan. And he's going to do some severe damage. He's going to be, he's going to be the next striker. He's going to be the next guy who's just going to, uh, the next uh, Cruiserweight striker. He's, you know, he's fantastic. Um... Shane Haas says that uh, Mike Bennett will be champ over on 205 Live. Um, and he also says uh, Cedric moving up had to happen. He's so talented. Talented had to be on one of the big shows. Uh, what's wrong with my language, Kristen? I'm getting warnings and it's my second warning. I didn't even see my first warning. I don't know what's what's happening. And Anthony is shocked that I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt. Buttoned. Yes, there's a few buttons here. And a pocketed shirt. That is correct. There's a pocketed shirt. It's a koi fish. It's a little design. 
which I thought was very lovely. I hope you don't mind me dressing up for my streams once in a while, guys. You know, kind of always give the impression that I'm a homeless bum. Not always. Finally, Vince McMahon comes out. Our main event is a segment to announce the huge acquisition. The biggest talent in the company, the future of the company. He exudes charisma. We get on s'en chants from the Montreal crowd. On s'en is good old-fashioned French-Canadian Quebecois for we don't give a fuck. That's basically what it is. Um, because uh, we're getting these chants because it's Elias that comes out. That's who Vince sees as the future of the business. The crowd's not happy about it. Uh, but, uh, but hey, we got to put Elias on the board. I'm running out of space again. I, I take too much spot. Elias, I'm going to put him up here on the board. So guys, yay or nay, good move or not? To have Elias on SmackDown. Um, so basically, he says he's happy to be on SmackDown Live, but hates being in Montreal. Um, cuts his usual fare and is about, about to play. He's about to play his song. But then what happens? Of course, Elias gets interrupted. By Roman Reigns. All right, come on, chat. Tell me, tell me about Elias. Is it a good move for him to be on SmackDown or should he stay on Raw? Is it a good move to be on SmackDown? Yay or nay? I got CM Phil right now in the chat who said nay. Blaine says nay. Should have stayed on Raw, I guess. Are we getting any yays? Nay. Oh, Sports and Things put a, a, makes a... Very salient point here. He says, um, SmackDown is too short for Elias, as, you know, duration-wise. And that's uh, that's interesting. Because, yeah, El Elias works well on a three-hour broadcast. But I think we're going to give uh, Elias an A. I'm going to put the X up here. But then we've got one last, one last gentleman to add to the board. And that is... None other than Roman Reigns. Roman on SmackDown, folks. He comes to the ring and he Superman punches Elias. Vincent Kennedy McMahon goes up to him. He starts trash talking him and he tells him to get out of his ring. And he, he being Roman Reigns, Superman punches Vincent Kennedy McMahon. He picks up a microphone and says, I don't care what he says, pointing to Vince. SmackDown Live is my yard now. I would, I would, um, I would say that uh, they should, you know, I'm, 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 I won't get into what we're getting. It, it, I, I, it, the show's dragging on. Go figure. Um, <laughs> um, but I, um, I would I would say that it would be a good idea for WWE to switch up Roman's catchphrases because the it's my yard now never caught on. It was always seen as very pretentious. Fans never bought into it. If you want to keep Roman on their good side, 
Stop dredging up things from the past because the past is Roman's past is not good. Roman's past is not being over. You want Roman to stay over? Give him some fresh material. Um, <clears throat> as far as Roman goes, yay or nay, yay or nay, but Roman uh, leaves the ring, but then he comes back and spears Elias nice and proper. He had a good reaction from the Montreal crowd. You know, Montreal, he can turn on you in a, in a second. And of course, we did get, uh, when Vince came to the ring, we did get, get some you screwed Brett chance because... Because it's Montreal. Montreal never forgets. We're getting some yays from Roman. Poor Roman, I should say. That's a good move to have put him on SmackDown. And again, I agree. And boys and girls, uh, I don't know what you guys think, but do you kind of feel like uh, they're setting up SmackDown to be the A show when it goes to Fox? You got Roman there. That's that's a big deal in and about itself. But with the amount of women they have there, whoo! I think that's uh, I think that's interesting. CM Phil says they have to start stop trying to push Roman as anti-authority too. It's so it's too transparent, and it's like my my friend Sean Ross Sapp, who hangs out in the background here, he's right there, uh, said once. A six foot five, whatever his size is, a six foot five former football player who looks like a uh, who's uh, you know who's looks like a badass and has charisma and good looks. He will never come across as an underdog, no matter how hard you try. It just he doesn't have the naturals to be an underdog. He's not supposed to be an underdog. He's supposed to be your top guy, not. An underdog. Jay King says they gave SmackDown no new tag teams. We might even, if you're following the, the Twitters a bit, if you're following the rumors, what's going on on Twitter, Killian Dane and uh, Alexander Wolf seem to have been split up. Like, sanity doesn't exist anymore. Eric Young's on Raw. We'll see what happens. But... I'll tell you what happens. We're going to run down our board again. We're going to just going to take a look here. So basically, the only two people that you guys in chat feel that, that it was a bad idea to send to SmackDown were Liv Morgan and Elias. Otherwise, all the other moves you guys were in agreement with. But there you go. We shall see how all this transpires over the next few months. But uh, as far as transpiring... Or uh, um, I, uh, as far as transpiring towards the end of the show, well, we're we're here. We've landed. This <laughs> we got to wrap this one up. I want to thank everyone. I want to thank. I really, really, sincerely want to thank everyone for for popping in tonight. It, it was fun as usual. It was another great time. I'm so privileged that you guys all pop in and chat and and, and these last two super super night shake up shows. They were a lot of fun. And uh, you know, I uh, you know I'm gonna try and find more and more excuses to be uh, very interactive with you guys because because I appreciate that you come. I should take the time. I, I want to take the time to talk to you more. And and sometimes I feel left out. <laughs> Join you tomorrow on SmackDown, not on SmackDown, on Fightful Select for my 
205 Live NXT, NXT UK recap show. If you still haven't given the video a thumbs up, please think about doing it. It's liking, subscribing, sharing, whatever you do on whatever platform you're listening uh, to the show on. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Thank you all very much for coming out. And I'll see you next time. Thank you.